Scott Landers on the ATR podcast from atradersrope.com. It's a journey, not a destination. T-minus 20 seconds. Discussions on trading, investing, education, psychology, money management, rant. Welcome to another episode of the ATR cast. Home of the no rules, no trade. T-minus 5 seconds. Are you ready for action? The ATR Podcast starts now. Morning, guys. All right, so this podcast will be a little shorter than usual, probably, but it's information. It's something I want to pass along to you, and I'll come back to this probably more than once. But we're heading to Labor Day weekend. Um, I hope this podcast finds you doing well, by the way. But we are heading to Labor Day weekend. Um, be mindful of trading volumes. Be mindful of light markets and how they tend to get some exaggerated moves. I am a big believer, have been for all the years I've been doing this, that, and if you go, and I'm my preface with this, if you go back to why summer on Wall Street mattered, right, the whole theory was they worked from basically right after Labor Day and so you came back right around Memorial Day. So Memorial Day to Labor Day was your holiday. So you can call it summer, you can do whatever you want to do. And um, that's when everybody was basically absent from Wall Street. So volumes were lighter. So you didn't, statistically, you didn't put a lot of stock, so to speak, haha, into that time of the season. And so markets could get a little out of whack, out of shape a little disjointed um, and what you would end up seeing is traders come back after Labor Day and it's like a reset. I call it the special reset. And so if the June, the JB traders, so to speak, don't get it right, it's like mom and dad come home, it's like, okay, you had a party, you didn't do so well, you're in trouble, and then they reset the market level they want. There's a lot of theories why markets have September and October crashes and corrections. Um, a lot of the logic behind it. I tend to be a student of the past, trying to look at the future. I tend to believe heavily in that. Um, I don't try to come at it from that standpoint so that I can prove some agenda to you guys. I'm just trying to tell you experience has taught me. Um, so with me passing that along, just realize that all months in the market are not equal. There are statistical analysis that's done of one's the best time to trade, the strongest six months, the weakest six months, all that. I will tell you that the best news of all is November to end of April, basically May 1st is the strongest six months, and then obviously May to end of October are the weakest months. There are strategies in case you don't know this, if you're a buy and hold person that you can build around that logically, and the statistics of it are quite stunning on a market basis return versus the market. Um, so if you've never considered that and you're just a buy and hold investor type or you have family or you have an account that you want to do that just with, um, I don't, I'm sure somebody has an automated version of it out there, you know, an investment fund or whatever, but the analysis I've seen on it done is quite impressive on a return basis. Um, so, as we go into 
you know, a long weekend, so to speak, and people are kind of getting out of the, you know, they're going into the final months of the final, excuse me, days of summer, and people come back to play the game, so to speak. Be prepared that if volatility shows up, don't be surprised. I'm not worried the Fed hikes rates. If you don't know me, you haven't been around me, Bates been talking about rates bottoming out, being done um, since 15. I don't say that with any arrogance. I'm trying to tell you what's documented and the logic behind it. And at some point, I will put on the website a chart that displays my logic behind this and um, what I think about you know rates in general. I am not a rate person, guys. I look at 10-year and 30-year, I don't spend a lot of time on them, but from a mortgage rate standpoint, I'll say this with it, and I'll put charts out at some point so you can see this, and I'll try to update them every so often, and I say every so often, it's not like a daily thing. But we are basically, we've completed the 30 and 60-year peaks and troughs. One of the longest running charts I know of that matters in the world is the 10-year mortgage rate going back to the Civil War. It is quite impressive if you've ever seen it, the data on it, and it's not hard to kind of figure out. We will eventually work back towards eight, eight and a half percent on a mortgage rate. Um, if you don't know that and you don't believe it, you're, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but the long-term historical average and things tend to revert to means, and when you tend to stay at extremes, you tend to you tend to have a pendulum effect that swings the other side. I'll discuss the pendulum effect stuff coming up. Um, I've demonstrated this publicly for about 15 years. It's not hard to understand. Um, I know it's a podcast, so it's hard visually, but I'm trying to at least layer in some vocabulary for you guys down the road, a thought process. But the biggest reason for this podcast today is to remind you, if volumes seem light or thin going into a long weekend, it doesn't matter if it's this weekend or any other weekend, be mindful of it. Don't look at it and say, hey, I got this great swing trade and it's got to keep going. If it fails and reverses on you, then stop out. I will be spending some sessions. I'll spend a lot of sessions on um, money management, stop discipline, behavior. Um, I'm going to do my best to try to give you guys tactical information as well that's usable and feasible um, through voice. It's not always easy. Um, if you have requests um, of topics you would like discussed, just thoughts on anything with the psychology, trading, and general, all that, you can um, email me at um, scott at atradersroad.com, and I'm happy to respond or reply. Just let me hear me on the podcast. and. Give me a topic or you want me just to spend 90 seconds nothing i'll do that but i the reason i stress this going the holidays and i'll probably do the same similar type podcast with some nuances and things like that every holiday i try to do this it's because we all need reminding sometimes that when we're doing something what to look out for and the holidays i i personally witnessed this with a, a trader friend of mine that forgot loaded up heavy in a situation and got his hat handed to him uh, the next week. It doesn't always happen that way and I don't want to sit here and scare you to death like that's not the point of it. It's just to make you have an awareness of the conditions you're in. As a trader, 
you're like a quarterback on the football field since we have high school football kicking off at least in Southeast and this weekend collegiate football kicks off in mass with the big games. But you're like quarterback on the field. Your job is to be able to assess everything on the field at all times. Where are the reps? Are they in your way? Theoretically, right? Where are all the players? Where's the ball need to go to? What's the plan? There's a lot to digest there. And that's that's your job. And so you need to be aware that if there is an outside event to the marketplace, even though it's not an anomaly event, that you are prepared to understand and manage that event accordingly with risk. Maybe risk on or risk off, right? And maybe that should be your new motto this year, risk on, risk off. At what point are you applying risk? At what point are you game on? At what point are you risk off or game off? You choose. I'm completely indifferent to this conversation as far as that. I need you to develop your concepts, though, around a logic. If I, if you said, hey, Scott, you know, I need 30 minutes with you. Can you just talk to me for 30 minutes on the phone? Hey, no problem. Just let me know. I'll give you a shout, right? Or you can call me. We'll make time. And I said, okay, so let me see what you're doing. And we get a go to me and you show me your screen. And you are all over the map. That means you don't have a process or processes in place. I need you to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Don't, don't let this year be like other years or past months in your trading career where you're, you're just kind of winging it. Don't do that. It's not going to serve you. And going into the holidays, it's no different. Going into the holiday week, if you know that you, and you should track this, because, oh my gosh, you got so much to follow. I'm like, yeah, because I'm trying to help you get better. You should journal every week. And I'm, I'm funny about journaling because it's different for different people. But you should journal. Okay, well, what am I going to follow, Scott? Well, every time we get to holiday week, get you one of those calendars that, and save your calendar. Well, I could do that online. Okay, maybe you shouldn't. Then again, maybe you should just get the old paper style because it's a lot easier to flip through for some Now, y'all can argue that later. But <clears throat> I don't care how you do this. But you need to have it. So if you want to get a 52-week uh, calendar that has the week at a glance, and then mark and put big yellow highlighter on it, whatever. It says, hey, this is a holiday weekend. So going into it, you know. And then write down kind of what happened. You don't have to get to every last incremental detail, but the more detailed you are, everything on a holiday, you may say, you know what, good gosh, I make so much money. I should add you know, 5% of my portfolio to my position. In other words, I should, I should ramp up, not ramp down. And then if you find that, wow, the half days in the market, when they have a half day, I, my trading is just, I, it's, I might as well just take off family. If you know that statistically, you always wind up losing money on those days, then don't bother trading is my point. Take that time off or use that time to get educated, but just don't trade. Um, I'll discuss time frames and losing trades at some point coming up, by the way, that I have found through journaling. So. There are times, I literally, if I've not told y'all this, I'll make this super quick, but I um, found there is basically a seven minute window. I will never execute a trade without a particular system in place because when I do, I would lose money. I lost money 100% of the time. Because I journaled, I found out, and it, you say, well, you're stupid. If I didn't journal, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how stupid I was or how smart I was. Let's just say it like that, okay? Because I had the data to go back and look at it, I would get in the profitable trades, but I wasn't getting the cash out of them because I was laying trying to run too far. So once I ratcheted back, I could take profit. 
But to trade the way I would normally trade that, I would never see a trade there ever again because it's not profitable. With me saying that, um, if, if I can, long weekend ahead, okay? Don't complicate this. Let's be smart about what's coming up. Um, it's a holiday week. I expect volumes to drop going into the weekend. Um, that's pretty typical. Most trades will take off. Um, Thursday afternoon, if we're not seeing a complete shift in the way you're looking at the, um, the overall behavior of the market, <clears throat> not saying it has to be the end of the world, and it's not gonna be, but you should at least be mindful of this. Sorry guys for the noise, hang on one second. Fix something. Um, you should be at least mindful of the environment that you're in. Um, what does that mean? Don't sit here and let yourself get sucked into um, a scenario that doesn't benefit you. Don't take on a trade of risk and say, oh, well, it looks like this would be a great chance, and you're like, but it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of volume. Well, I'm just going to buy 1,000 shares. I'm sure it'll pick up. Yeah, don't do that. That could be a kiss of death, too. Um, wow, so much more to cover. But I got to stay focused on this one. Um, anyway, at some point in time, I'll detail for you guys the time frame I don't trade in. Um, I'll do it in the podcast coming up because it's real simple. I can just tell you the time to look at. But I, and I can give you an exercise to kind of do to help you break this down. Um, in fact, that'd be a really good podcast. We'll do that coming up, okay? Um, anyway, your takeaway for the day, long weekend ahead. Last thing I'll say on this, and this is the bonus, okay? Pay attention. Ready? So, statistically speaking, there's a whole strategy around this as well that's been well documented over time. Um, days going into the holiday... All holidays tend to be bullish. I'm sure there's a statistic somewhere out there I haven't found yet that'll say, hey, but this holiday is usually the weakest of the five or whatever it is or six or whatever that doesn't tend to be as strong. Okay, that's okay too. But the takeaway from this is if you are a swing trader, day trader, day trader be like, okay, you're bullish going into that weekend, so the trades that show up you're going to try to take advantage of. Okay, with a bias that towards the long side, not the short side. That doesn't mean you don't have a stock that's bucking the trend. But if you're a swing trader or an investor, here's what you should know. You would buy, this is not by advice, the statistical analysis says you should buy going into the weekend and basically sell one to two to three days after. And there are statistics that tend to back this up. It's basically a holiday approach and it's pretty powerful. And you... There are others that will literally, there's another one for what's worth that you buy into the holidays. Each holiday you buy into and you hold and you rebalance the portfolio at the start of the new year. There's some powerful returns from it, guys. Again, I'm giving you strategic information um, to put it, but the point is holidays tend to have a bullish um, tint to them. So ten, things tend to want to move up into them. Um, so you know that, and you tend to swing trade. And again, guys, I've seen it not pan out, not work out, but I'm trying to tell you what to look for. You might want to pay attention on this one. Um, just from a seasonal, seasonality bias thing, um, it's nice to know when there is a bias towards things. And the cool part is if things continue to behave like they should and they match up to that, then you're in good shape. So just 
the little things that matter here, and again, I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm just trying to point you in directions. That's all I'm trying to do at this point. Okay? Um, we'll talk more. Um, I would look for the podcasting to become more consistent after Labor Day and through the end of the year. Um, there's always exceptions to this. Um, there will be times coming up that I will have more um, and times a bit less. But again, I usually want to do these when I have useful information to pass along. And there's a lot I could, but I'm trying to be very respectful of your time, like I always say. All right. Sorry if I sound a little scattered. It's been a little busy morning, but I just didn't want to get this day over with and not share the information with you because you need to kind of know, given the fact it's Wednesday, what to be looking for. All right, guys and girls, y'all take care. Again, email if you need me. Um, and we'll catch up soon. Take care.